1: To Trot's Life with Toby McKinnon Welcome back to Trot's Life. We roll on into our Taz Racing segment, and our great mate Jamie Cockshutt is there. Firstly, Jamie, how are you? And uh, I assume
0: you're in the Pie Factory today. No, oh, I'm making a bit of bread at the moment, Toby. To be honest, mate, just a little bit of bread. Wait. Well, William, oh, it, I'm a very talented young man, you see, I can make everything when it comes into a bakery, mate. I thought maybe you've had a
1: blue with someone and, and you're going to go break bread with them.
0: <coughs> nah, mate. <coughs> <coughs> you want something done properly, Toby, you've got to do it yourself, you know that. Is that right, is it?
1: Oh, well, I'll do the tips then yeah. for uh, the weekend, will I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's alright, mate.
1: Look, um, we got no guest on. We, I was keen to get Tony Peterson on, but he was very, very uh, grateful of the fact we asked him to come on. He's got a nice little horse for a firecracker. Nola, four starts, two wins, but he uh, politely declined. It's pretty well bred, this horse, by Captain Treacherous. And certainly, Jamie, you can probably talk to Tony a lot better than I can, having uh, owned a horse with him.
0: Yeah, Tony's a, Tony's a great fellow, Toby, but he's pretty shy, mate. He yeah. Actually, he doesn't even own a mobile phone. So if you, you want to contact... Tony, you got to call him after 6pm, made a roof and drive up to his house. But he, he's, an, he's a Hall of Famer. He was a great rangeman back in the late 80s and 90s. He competed against Barry Rattray and Neville Webley and he had a lot of success. He had a lot of success on the mainland and that's where he built up good friendships with uh, John McLean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And John McLean's the reason he's got Firecracker Nola. Like John sent him over... And pretty handy horses over the years, you know. Firecracker Noel is just one of them, one of the late ones. And before that, um I think Ransom Old's done a really good job over here for Tony. One of Metropolitan Cup and some couple of features and and that's where it all started. Now Tony's trained a lot for John McLean over the years and um they've remained friends. But yeah, Tony he's just a he's just a master trainer. He's so precise. He never has a big team in work, he only has three or four. There's a beautiful property, his own training track um, at Mangalore. And yeah, like he's retired, he used to be a postman. He was a postman for 40 years, and um, he retired from there, and now yeah, he's just a hobby trainer, mate, and he breeds a couple every year, and um, hopefully he gets another horse coming through. But he actually trained my best horse, um, called our Sir Jekyll, and um, we had a great relationship, me and Tony. He's to trained numerous horses for me over the years, and. He's an absolute gentleman, Toby, so that's a bit of a rundown on Tony. Yeah, so tell us a bit
1: about our Sir Jekyll because uh, he was bread bowler Rain McKenzie who's now in Victoria training from Croydon. She trains one or two and I see the ownership was El McKenzie and Jay Cockshut certainly when it it first started racing and and Graham McIntosh, another local to Croydon here in
0: Victoria, was was the trainer. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, Well, our Sir Jekyll, like... um, well, Lorraine Mackenzie's Juanita's older sister. Okay, yeah, okay. And their father's Joe. Joe, I had a bakery in New Norfolk, and Joe would come in every morning to buy his loaf of bread and uh, a carton of bread and the and milk, and he knew I loved to pun on the horses. Yeah, And he yeah. just said, w- why don't you start buying some horses? And I said, oh, I'm not interested, and um, anyway, he, he taught me into buying one. The first one was hit the spotlight, and I think he won first up for us, and. After that I got the bug and um, I was able to meet up with Lorraine and she was breeding a few each year and I said, how about I just take 50% and I'll pay you 50% of all the horses you got in foal and all that and strangely enough, the first three horses I've, I had with her were our Sir Jekyll, I'm a Miss Molly and Step Up and Play. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you have a look at the record, you'll see why I got the bloody bug and I'm still <laughs> here 20, 15 years later and... I don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but I think Jekyll won. He won over 30-odd races and over 300,000. I think Molly won seven out of eight as a two-year-old filly, won every single feature race on the calendar. Yeah. And Step Up and Play, you know, she was underrated. She had a very good record. She beat um, She's Riley Mack on her merits once in a mayor's feature in Tassie. And, um and yeah, so that's how I got in partnership with Lorraine. And as time went on, um, you know, I had some pretty some pretty decent mates and um, they want to get into the horses and Lorraine sold her share of our Sir Jacket to a couple of mates of mine and um, for a, a decent amount. A couple, al- couple of allies. Yeah, a couple of allies, yeah. <laughs> Steve Alley and his brother, Steve Alley and Jill, his wife, and Steve's brother, Chris Dent. Um, oh, yeah. So they brought into him, him and um, we had a fair bit of fun with him. They brought on with Miss Molly as well, but she never went on, sadly. But our Sir Jekyll, he went on to, you know, to be, you know, I think he won horse of the year over here. He probably should have won it a couple of years, to be honest. The year he won it, I don't think he deserved it, but a couple of years he did deserve it, he didn't win it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's, all, that's the way she goes. But he won the Easter Cup, he won races at Manangal, he won races at Melton. He was just an absolute superstar, mate. And, um, yeah, I've been trying my hardest to get another one, but not one is, not
1: had that had the easy. durability of him. It's not that easy. Yeah, he came to Victoria. Tony brought him to Victoria at one stage. He won at Melton, and then he ran eighth in the Yarra Valley Cup behind, ironically, flying into
0: state. Yeah, that's right. Um, we, we come over that night. It was a big night. Ricky Duggan, he drives all my horses, and Rick came over to drive him at Melton. Well, very confident, but he only just won. He only just won. Well, 40 would win a bit easier than what he did, to be honest. But <laughs> he semi. only fell in. He only fell in, so it doesn't matter. They pay by the margins. And, and, yeah, then he raced in the Yarra Valley Cup, um, and he just had no luck, but he did turn the tails on flying to state a couple of times when um, Gavin Lang brought him over to, to Mowbray when we was on our home deck. I think we beat him in a a golden mile. I think he might have won a couple of golden miles, Jekyll and, or Launceston miles, and yeah. But no, he's a great horse, mate, and um, he's the reason I'm. I'm I'll do what I'm doing to you if it weren't for him coming along, mate. I wouldn't have had the pleasure of chatting to you every week, Toby, that's for sure.
1: You, you did turn the tables in the Golden Mile, and I, I always laugh at these races. What distance is the Golden Mile run over, Jamie?
0: Yes, don't don't get me started. <laughs> 1,680 metres. <laughs> 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 is,
1: that, is that a bugbear? It, it doesn't worry me so much, but it's just my um, my brain can't cope with it. So yeah. it, that's all it is. It doesn't worry me. I don't mind him calling
0: it a mile in a sense. It's just it's just hard for me to compute. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And look, Jekyll was up with Paul Fitzpatrick, and Paul done a super job yeah. with him. And we went up there one day for the. It was only I might. I was on a feature race they Might have been their size stakes meeting day, and there's a there's a mile race from a stand start. Um, hey, uh, a group two mile race from a stand start. They had it's just a. a one of John Dumsney's ideas. And, well, we had our Sir Jekyll up there with oh, Paul. Yeah. and yeah. And, I you know, it. I found it. I yeah, yep. We sent him for that, but in, um, about three months earlier, we brought a horse called Our Chain of Command off Connections of Dean Braun. he just lost his way, and, you know, I thought he was still good enough to win some races. And um, he won first up for us down here at 30 to 1, and I think Mark Yale drove him that night. And, and then he had a stand start, and I said, well, come on, we need to, let's ship him up there. I think we we made the decision on the Monday to nominate the fields are out Monday night and he was up there Sunday and our chain of command actually won the race. And Jekyll was very unlucky in it, to be honest. And, um, I think, I think it's still the world record for a horse (laughs) winning over a mile. And that's owned by our chain of command, mate. He was a great horse too for us. Once we got him off Dean and connections, he won a couple of races off 40 and 50 meters at Hobart, which was unheard of back in those days. And, um, yeah but yeah, that's a little bit of a thing about our Sir Je mate. He still means a lot to me. He's still kicking around. He's up at Tony's Tony's nephew's place up in the north of the state, and I'll get a bit of an update every few months about him making sure he's okay, and he'll walk in and step he'll walk up to the veranda and put his head through the window sometimes and um and just say hello and all that. But he was just the most genuine, gentle horse. He wouldn't hurt a fly. And he just gave his all, mate. He just gave his all, and as you you would know, there's not many horses that can have got the longevity of racing at their peak for five or six seasons, yeah, and that's correct. one thing. And that's one thing he done, mate. He was a good two, nice two-year-old, really good three-year-old, and he just gave his all every time he went around, mate. And I, honestly, he probably ran second probably 15 times, and he got beat by a short half head or a half head in 15 of those seconds. So <laughs> yeah, always, yeah, but he was always a horse doing the work, three wide of the breeze or sitting in the breeze. So he was always vulnerable and most of the time he held on, but sometimes he just got nabbed in the shadows of the post.
1: Our, our cha- that stand start, do you remember the mile rate? I think it might
0: have been about 155,
1: 154 or something. five four. so the quarters were 32 from the stand, which is understandable. 28, 28, 27.4, so uh, I suppose when you go from the stand, you've got a bit more in reserve in the last 600, don't you? Because you haven't run so hard at the start,
0: perhaps. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, you, uh, you can, as long as you step safely. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember that race, Jekyll missed to start 20 metres. Yeah, okay.
1: Gallop down. And, yep, yep. Yeah,
0: he galloped down, and so an old chain, he pinged away, and, and Chris yep. Alper drove him on the night, on the day, and Tanabi Bromack was the favourite, and Chris just put him in the right spot, mate, and... At the 400. I think he was 20 to 1. And I said to me, part owner Barry Cooper, who was with me, I said, mate, they won't beat him. They can't beat him. He's just done no work. And one thing about Chain, he could sprint for three or 400 metres. Yeah. And, you know, he was just, he just, it was the biggest thrill, mate. Like, we, we got onto the news back over, yeah. back in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I got back, I, I made sure it was made public on the 6pm news on the night and, and all that because, you know, it's a world record and, you know, not that it means much but, there's not many races run over a mile. So, but, <laughs> yeah, but 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 we'll take it, mate. You'll probably go down the rest of history that he used the world record over a mile over sixteen hundred you know, I promise Dan Start.
1: Oh, unless they, they run one and Captain Ravish and goes around in it and might break one fifty five four.
0: Yeah, but what if he what if he misses away fifty metres, mate? Oh well he might
1: have he either. could still
0: he could still break it. He, he might still break, break it. it. He just but, might still break yeah, it. he could still break it. But he's a superstar horse, but he's just He's only beaten his own age. He's got to race the the open class paces now, and I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to the next three months with that horse because he's a star. Don't get me wrong, but um, when you've got a field of stars racing against you, yeah,
1: correct. It's, it's not true.
0: as easy of racing against a field of below below par horses. He, and
1: he draws outside front in Miracle Mile, and it's game on, isn't it?
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah. You know, look, they won't. The thing about him, he's got that bigger aura about him. They're not going to do any favours for him, mate. <laughs> I guarantee you. And, and i t- tell you, you
1: want
0: to be on the pegs in the Miracle Mile. You need uh-oh. to get to the pegs. Well, there's a horse called Bow Tide who won a Mile a few years back. And I, I still remember the conversation with BJ. He rang me before because we ran a bit of money off Bow Tide up there, me and him together. And uh, <laughs> he said, mate, we're driving for luck. We're going to drive on the pegs. If the gaps open up, he'll win. And I think Chris and me kicked away and and old James darted back to the inside and up on the, up on the inside he got and raced away and, you know, that's when he won his first Miracle Mile because, as you mentioned, Toby, around that corner at an angle if you're out three and four wide, mate, you lose a lot of ground coming around that corner.
1: 100% you do. That's 2013 you're talking with Bow Tide and uh, we've only really got uh, five minutes left, Jamie's in, in actual time of uh, air time, so we better get a breakaway. It <laughs> went very quickly, that. And we'll come back the other side, and I'll get some tips off you for over the weekend.
0: No worries, buddy.